unwritten imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Create a submission for Unwritten Imaginings International and gain eight entries into our grand prize draw. What exactly counts as a submission in this case? Is it like, you know, uh, writing in another language? And then do we need to speak the language when we receive it? Or are we going to find somebody who does? Or are we going to run it through Google Translate and see, you know, is this entertaining after it's been murdered by terrible translation? It has to be a story that's written in a language that's not English. And... I mean, English is an international language, technically. You and I live in different countries. That's true. It has to be in a language that's not English, and I guess not French. No, you know, it depends. Or, you know, you can just, like, not be from North America and be exotic. It can't be one of the top three languages in the world. No, it, it can be, it can be no, Chinese. top five. It can definitely be Chinese. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> So we allow Chinese for some reason. Why wouldn't we? It's not a national language of either Canada or the U.S. It's true, but you know, why, is that why we're calling it international? Because it's not our particular nations? It's because it's called international, yes. This is such a terrible way to name things. You know, we could say any of the subcategories of unwritten imaginings international, but, uh, you know, we'd have to have submissions first so seems a bit written imaginings international united states <laughs> seems a bit premature to to start subcategorizing into all the countries it really does uh maybe we don't categorize maybe we just call unwritten imaginings international to begin with and then we don't have an international specific uh either way it doesn't matter because there's no such thing as a grand prize draw so and nobody's been submitting anything also true. So, yeah. The point is, write in whatever language you want, and you can still be featured on our website. If it happens to be one of the languages that we speak, even better. It may not be. You know, beggars can't be choosers. Exactly. Okay. Well, hi everyone. My name is Eunice. I am the author of Fantasia and Source. And today I found out that polio is back in the U.S., which makes me very angry. I'm Atheo, author of uh, Rune and Metagame, and I've known that for a little bit, uh, that it was back, and I, like, also understand why, and the answer is actually a little bit more complicated than just anti-vaxxers this time, because polio is not actually a standard vaccine for the U.S., at least. Oh um, my god! What the fuck?! <laughs> Well, because it was gone, so there was no need to vaccinate. Oh, it's part of the combo TDAP! It's just included in the com- I'm so- oh my god, today I learned- You don't necessarily need to get the TDAP, is oh the problem. Oh my god, today I learned the US doesn't vaccinate against polio and- No, no, no. Okay, so it does do the TDAP, right? But- but you don't necessarily need to get that one. That- and there are exceptions that you can get? That is so dumb. I can't... Why does your country suck so much? Oh. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and it's not just religious oh. exemptions either. It's pretty terrible. Just, what? Oh, my God. 
I don't even... Guys, don't just... Like, you're... You, we want you to get the Tdap, but it's not, like, forced or anything, which is terrible. Just leave. <laughs> just leave. <laughs> I can't even. Okay. I think it's pretty terrible, too. Just... just, just how are you even a functioning... I mean, you're not a functioning... Okay. Are we no, functioning? No, you're not functioning. You're not functioning. Oh, my God. Oh, every time I learn something about the American healthcare system, I get angrier. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. It's technically you're supposed to get it. Okay. I don't, it's just I don't care. This is just people skip this is it just all the time. Ridiculous and and stupid and uh, you know what? I don't even feel sorry for the guy who who got polio. Like <laughs> I. I would only feel bad if they're immunocompromised and can't. No. Couldn't get the vaccine. It was vaccine. an unvaccinated 20-year-old who just mm. didn't yeah, get vaccinated. I just, I don't even care if you end up paralyzed. You brought this upon yourself. I think that it's unfortunate if that happens, <laughs> but, you know, I'm not terribly torn up about it. Not sad. Not sad. Angry. Angry. Oh, okay, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Vaccines that we want you to get, but don't technically require. <laughs> Terrible. Our healthcare system is bad, everybody. Anyways, moving on from that. Um, today, uh, I've got an idea. And it's certainly something that uh, people have seen before. And it starts with, essentially, the ability to go into people's minds and explore the physical representation of their conscious and subconscious. However... Instead of going the sort of standard direction here, where you sort of dive in to complete some objective, whatever that objective is. Like Inception. Um, yeah, exactly. And instead of doing that, um, our main character, whoever they are, um, has found themselves in this world of people's subconscious and conscious minds. And they also find themselves unable to leave... They know where their physical body is, and it's unlikely to be picked up before they die. So, the entire premise of this book is the main character trying to plant ideas in other people's conscious and subconscious minds that get them checked on from, like, random people that they don't know, essentially. So, they're just in random people's subconsciousnesses? They might have started in somebody that they, like, met on the street, but, like, what I would... What I would say is that, like, it doesn't start in somebody that they know and can just go, like, hey, check on this person that you know. It starts, it, like, how do you hop from person to person? I would say that, like, a memory that includes another person uh, would allow you to make the hop um, through, like, doors that weren't entered by the person whose memory you're currently in. Okay, so you have to do like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon thing to get exactly. get someone to think about somebody or something that will get you closer to somebody thinking about you. Except that you don't know the person that you're in and you have to explore their mind and sort of come to an understanding about their life so that you can do your six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Like, uh... And, and then, well, I, okay, so so we can, we can do this. And then, like, uh, you'd have to think about who would be likely to check on you. So I would, I would reverse engineer it, like, who's the closest to me. 
and then... Well, you need to both reverse and forward engineer it at the same time, otherwise there's no chance. Yeah, but you have to, you know, like, you can easily kind of decide, like, who are your closest people who know where you live and are likely to think about you and want to check on you. And then what do they know? What do they like? And it's like, oh, yeah, I think uh, Aunt May uh, really enjoys uh, fountain pens. <laughs> and, then... and I know that she goes to this club involving them every week, which means that I have this group of seven people who, if I can get anywhere close to... And, you know, there's just a, an annual pen show in Georgia that she always goes to. Does this person know anyone from Georgia? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely fantastic uh, and then you know they're like oh plan number one i got this i'm gonna get it in like three jumps and it was like nope i just cannot no i cannot get this person to think of peaches uh, <laughs> or some, something really specific i found a lot of alabama <laughs> that's not useful uh, so it's like oh i gotta like backtrack and uh uh this this one except you can't really backtrack because no. the thing that your per, the, the person you're currently in remembers may not be the same as your entry point remembers and then like uh get stuck in the middle with this person who like only ever thinks of like food and there's just like nobody else has shown up in their dreams for like a week he's <laughs> like come on <laughs> This is ridiculous. Not an actual week, because, again, our main character's body is passed out in reality. You can go... Well, I mean, if your job is... Maybe subjective time is different. If your job is to subconscious dive, like, maybe the 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 body is hooked up to IV fluids and is in a temperature-controlled environment. So you just, you do have to get back before, like, you starve to death, but you don't, you, it's not like you have hours. Or you can just, yeah, you can make dream time just seem to last a long time. Whatever. Maybe you can combine the two. It's like, I have to get back in days, but not necessarily hours. Like, dream time, maybe, like, the problem is it's very subjective, so... It could either be way longer or way way shorter than what you think has passed. So you're like, I don't know how long it's been since I was stuck outside of my body. <laughs> the only time that you become aware of it, of that that uh, subjective time passing at all, is when you pass between minds. Yeah, you're like, it could be an hour, it could be a minute, it could be a day. We don't know. Panic. Genuinely horrifying. Existential horror! Woo! <laughs> it's like, yeah, so if I just stay here, I'm gonna die, but I genuinely do not know how long I have. Yeah, and uh, like once the body dies, you're just immediately cut out, so you wouldn't know you were dying. You would just poof out of existence. You could poof at any second. Oh man, that's so scary. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I actually really like this setup. Okay. okay. This is our setup. Um, I think the most important things that we need to do now are uh, describe our, our primary character. And, like, I guess the other thing is, how many other dreamwalkers are there? And are they 
particularly common? Do they just walk random people's dreams, or is this something where they're usually much more specific? I mean, I assume people don't do it for no reason. Uh, especially if, like, there's a whole life support system pod thing set up for you if you're gonna do it. Maybe, like, um, maybe, uh, like, certain licensed therapists do it for therapeutic reasons. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably. It's like, I'm not allowed to do this without your express permission, but if we want to cut out the bullshit here, this is probably the most effective thing. You know? And then they're, like, not supposed to be able to get stuck. They don't know what the hell's going on. The only way to get stuck is to be in the mind of somebody who doesn't remember you. That's creepy. Exactly. Maybe the person went a little... Exploring where they shouldn't have. That's probably what happened. Got a little too curious. Bad, bad. <laughs> Got a little bit too curious and thought they were more memorable than they were. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a premise. Premise? Uh, we've got a little bit of world information. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm asking how common are other dreamwalkers because I'm like... Do we want our main character to run into other dreamwalkers? I mean, it's probably as common as being a licensed psychiatrist. So, they definitely exist. And most people in at least the whole US, Canada, Europe area are going to know of one, even if they haven't been to one. Yeah. That sounds common enough that uh, at least one or two other dreamwalkers would come into contact with our, our main character. I mean, not really. If you're only supposed to dreamwalk in your clients for a specified period of time and a specified purpose, you're supposed to be in and out well, pretty fast. Well, I mean, that's the, that's the psychiatrist, right? But I'm more talking about the people who have the ability and just choose to not abuse it necessarily, but use it less carefully. Oh, is this some kind of magic inborn ability and not a technology thing? I I mean, that's what we're deciding, isn't it? Oh. Well, I mean... I would make it, I would make it a sort of pseudo-magic inborn ability that, like, doesn't really affect the real world, but can definitely cause effects. Okay. I mean, in that case, you're going to have people who, like, use it for less ethical things than therapy. Yeah. Absolutely. And more lucrative things than therapy. Okay. Yeah. Well then. Well, I mean, even if um, it's a technology, people are going to use it for less ethical, more lucrative things than therapy. Yeah, but you could, like, you know, restrict access to the technology. Not that that would stop all criminals, but... I'm, uh, I, I would like to point you to the existence of the United States. I would like to point out to you that this world hopefully doesn't have the United States. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As are all my worlds don't involve having United States. I mean, I guess Fantasia technically takes place in the real world, but we don't talk about the U.S. there. <laughs> Nobody talks about the U.S. There's just there. Canada. We don't. We don't talk about our neighbors. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Canada looking over the hedge and was like, oh. <laughs> lowering the local property values. <laughs> well, technically raising the local property values, but not through ethical means. No. Or maybe it's like 
gentrification. I don't know what it's like, but it's un undesirable. <laughs> Extraordinarily sad. Um, okay, okay. So um, maybe you can use this to steal corporate secrets and sab yeah. sabotage your enemies by giving them a poor night's sleep. <laughs> You specifically intended to cause nightmares? Yeah, I mean, if you do it for long enough, it's gonna cause some real effects. Yeah, I mean, that would be, um, that, that would be an entertaining place to run into. Uh, somebody where you run into an induced nightmare with another dreamwalker, like, specifically manicuring the horror show experience for the person who's dreaming. I mean, if we're gonna go there, it's gonna get into the territory of people hiring security for their dreams, and then it's gonna be just straight-up, like, espionage wars. <laughs> hey, I'm down for it, you know? Our main character is trying to avoid heavily guarded minds. Maybe... So it's like, it's like, I know that that person would get me closer. I also absolutely certain that they have a security force in their head right this second because they're rich. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe they were part of a team going into somewhere and then got separated by the defenses and then therefore can't return via the original pathway to get back to their body and that's why they're stuck or something that's fun because you know i mean yeah something like that. mind hacking actually this the system reminds me of something that ilona andrews wrote i do not recognize it so we're just gonna skip it ilona andrews is a popular paranormal romance author <laughs> I mean, I recognize the name, I just don't know anything about. Yeah, anyway. Um, you know, it's paranormal romance, that's all you need to know. <laughs> excuse me, there are highly developed subgenres of paranormal uh, okay, romance. Okay, well, it's she, she writes the most alpha of alpha males. And then she writes um, uh, badass females who refuse to take shit by the from the alpha alpha males, and they somehow end up in some kind of settled long term relationship. Um. <laughs> oh, so one of those people who's like problematically straight. Got it. Uh, I mean, it's like. Excuse me, come up with another word that describes it as effectively. I find it less annoying than like the females who just like like the alpha male bullshit at least her hers are like no no I'm, i ain't gonna put up with your bullshit <laughs> so a mild improvement yes um <laughs> i still don't think it's a win okay being better than the average paranormal romance is not a high bar is that better than the average or just better than the worst case scenario no no, no. she's one of my favorite paranormal romance authors <laughs> I think that says more about you than it does about my taste. No, 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 she's definitely... <laughs> you don't understand how low the bar is, okay? <laughs> I mean, I may not, apparently, because I don't read straight shit. That's for weirdos. Having characters who are just, like, coherent characters is, like, above average. Like, <laughs> Wow, that's a lot. 
Um, you know, crappy romances. You know, the worst part about this is that I definitely read more than you do, and I have a lower bar for quality than you do. No, no, no. Uh, for specific grammatical quality. But it appears I have a higher character bar than you do. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, I read things specifically because they're dumb. That's I just can't take typos. So do I. But I am more than willing to put up with a typo or two for a really good story. I am unwilling to put up with any typos. Mmm. I don't even know how to respond to that. It's just, it's, yeah. No, I mean, and then, and then the stories I read, like, that are, like, manga or, like, uh, webtoons, like, if it's pretty enough, I will read absolute crap. Like, not, like, just straight up sexist nonsense with like plot holes the size of pluto and just as long as the art's pretty <laughs> i'm shallow wow um that's certainly a <laughs> mode of media engagement uh yeah no that's the entire point of what of, of visual ones um if it's if it's not pretty there's no point i have also dropped good stories there's points to things that were ugly and by ugly, I just mean not that pretty. Anyways. There are <laughs> visual styles that are not particularly pretty that are still impressive in their own way, but okay. No, I don't put up with those. I'm shallow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. I learned more by the day. Not always good things. Hey, I'm unapologetically low class. Um... <laughs> no, uh, what you are is... A less snooty high class where you can't put up with mild irritants and in exchange you uh, curate your media consumption to only things that avoid the mi minor irritants regardless of the actual quality of the media they're in. I mean, I do have a higher bar for books than visual, like, things with pictures as we've established because they have anyway, nothing but words. We're gonna, we're gonna move on from there. Um... So, we've got a world of super spy espionage dreamwalkers. Yeah. <laughs> um, in dreams, are there only abilities, like, their physical abilities? Or can they, like, make other changes in certain ways by, like, influencing the mind that they're in? Uh, it's like, I'm sure it's like lucid dreaming. So you have to have a certain level of, I don't know meditation or control over your subconscious or some training maybe it's your control over your subconscious versus the control over their own subconscious of the person who's dreaming so like in some in some dreams you're essentially screwed it's like no your your ability to do things that are not physically possible is essentially nil and then in others it's really easy yeah like people kind of have this force uh of exertion over the dreamscape that is just kind of a level of influence dominance that varies from person to person and it's also closer to your uh, physical representation and like you know different factors will affect it as well like if you're in your own dream then you automatically have more influence if you're like someone who knows the person well that you're in their dreamscape you know i think i think um more interesting might be how much they like you. So, you know, if they hate you, you have less influence than somebody who, you know, has vaguely interacted with them once or twice. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's about liking. It's about how 
much their subconscious naturally resists you. So if, for instance, like uh, it was somebody's mother whom they don't actually like, but um, they kind of grew up under that parent's control, um, despite wanting to resist it, it might be less able to. I think it would kind of depend on the individual, because I definitely know people whose subconscious response to parents is immediate rejection of everything to do with them, and then consciously they allow some Yeah, so anyway, it's like, it's basically... It's complicated. It's the stuff that you would talk about sitting in the psychiatrist's recliner chair, dissecting why you're screwed up. Uh, <laughs> lots of factors there. I see, I see. Um, and then, you know, like, if somebody... If you never even met this person, but you just happen to have very similar mindsets and dreamscapes like you'll just naturally exert more influence because it's the same it's like your native environment i see i see closer to your native environment and then there are certain people who are just like very like happy go lucky open to the world naive where it's like everybody can just they're like golden retrievers you can just whatever you (laughs) whatever See, I think I would be most entertained by having somebody be like, oh, this is one of those nearly golden retriever minds. And then they take some action that the host would, you know, strongly judge. And it's like, oh, everything I could do is now gone. I don't know what's up with that. It's because you kicked a dog. They're very (laughs) anti-dog kicking. I was more talking about the the kind of person where you're where like your first interaction with somebody is like oh they're very golden retriever and then just at some point later you realize that like oh they are intentionally like that and actually much more scary than I gave them credit for and we're never going to ever bring that up again. Okay. Sure. We can do that. I mean that's one of my favorite kinds of characters, you know. Okay, weirdos who pretend to be golden retrievers. <laughs> it's not that weird. Okay. I mean, I yeah, I mean, I'm too straightforward to go the underestimate me route, you know? I'm very much, like, upfront, fear me! <laughs> I, yeah, I would honestly much prefer people in underestimate me. It's much more useful. Don't bother. It's like, I mean, you know, there's still people who underestimate me, but it's like, despite all of my signals to the contrary, then it's like, well, then you just deserve what you get, which is my vindictiveness in highly concentrated form. <laughs> I see, I see. All right. So, I mean, we have uh, we have a general world. Uh, we have our main character. Uh, do we want to give them any personality traits or are they just, you know, desperately trying to find their way back? No, no, no. They're like somebody who's been in the business for a while, thinks they've seen it all. They think they know how to navigate the dreamscape. They think they know everything. It's not that they've seen it all. It's that they've seen everything that they need to see. And unfortunately, that's not true. But, uh, you know, life as other plants and the the world they're not really an explorer they're somebody who takes a straight line between their goal and where they currently are yeah unfortunately this time there is no straight line no therefore they must uh zigzag zigzag explore uh come to conclusions talk to people gross i hate all of the above 
<laughs> so would this main character. Uh- <laughs> I mean, we all know all of my stories are self-inserts. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, okay, and then, you know, they probably have to, like, confront their own um, mental idiosyncrasies along the way. Yeah, because absolutely. They're like... Need to help a couple of people out. It's like, uh, you need to get over your fear of public engagement because currently I am stuck in your brain and none of these people that you're imagining hating you are real. So we need to go get you in public as soon as possible. Yeah, they're like, this one person can't stop perseverating on the time that they said you too when somebody said, I don't know. To the point where they can't even remember who that somebody is. You know what I'm talking about when somebody says a nice, like, goodbye greeting, but it's like, you say you too, but it doesn't apply to them. Well, it's the, you know, have a nice meal, you too. Yeah, that one. But, like, to the point where they've actually forgotten the uh, server who said that. All they remember is the you too. <laughs> yeah. That has to help this person get over the trauma. Because they can't stop reliving it. <laughs> Just replay. It just loop. <laughs> it's not even just the one scenario. It's like several scenarios of something similar, but it's all horrifying embarrassment where they can't even remember the person they embarrass themselves to. Eventually, it's just the repeat of the YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. <laughs> oh no! I hate that. <laughs> hey! It's like, look, look. This wasn't my goal, but we're gonna solve this problem before we leave. Nightmares are supposed to be terrible and everyone hates it. So that's exactly what it is. (laughs) Oh man. I mean, wouldn't that be a horrifying, like, entry point if if you're, like, speaking, if you're like, okay, so this is the person that they spoke to, uh, the person that I'm currently in the mind of, you know, enjoyed their company a little bit, let's head through the door, and then you walk in. And there's nothing. Just absolute darkness. And then in the darkness, you too. You too. You too. <laughs> and even, like, takes the, the main character a while to, like, figure out why it keeps looping you too. Like, there's no context. Like, what, what is this nightmare? <laughs> it's like... Absolutely horrifying. Uh, they're just perseverating on the last thing they said on the date that the other person really enjoyed. <laughs> Oh, okay. This person's crazy. Uh, and I'm stuck. Be safe on your drive home when they're leaving the house. You too. Of the other person. You too. You too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's like the, it would be the most anticlimactic anticlimax, and it would be great. <laughs> you know, anticlimax is a great tool for comedy. It is. You're just like, really? That was that's the thing. Okay. We're gonna need to dig down into your childhood trauma and learn to get up. Or maybe there's like, you know what? Let's just erase the memory. Because as far as the other person's aware, it was a great date. Like, this memory has no purpose. It serves no purpose. Let's just <laughs> morph it. And then they change the U2 into like uh, the U2 album. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and and the person just develops a new a different taste in music <laughs> instead. Wow. Okay. You too. Um, you know, because I think it's better to be a U a U two fan than just perseverate on the silly thing you said that nobody cares about. Mm. <laughs> you know, I don't know how I feel about that. 
Maybe I agree, maybe I don't. <laughs> well, you know, the main character just makes a unilateral decision that this is better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we got our, our setup here. It's pretty short, but, you know, it's exciting. You get to do drama and action and uh, psychological delving into the uh, abyss. And, you know, just make sure that the dreams are surreal enough to be fun. Like... Some of them. Some of them just make it horrifying. Also surreal, but horrifying. Well, yeah, that's a given. But also, like, do your classic dreams. Like, all your teeth falling out, falling, uh, being naked in front of an audience. You know, the all of your teeth falling out is one thing, right? But what if your teeth keep falling out? And you never run out of teeth, but they keep falling out. Yeah, that's the teeth falling out dream. Really? Well, at least that's my teeth falling out dream. I don't know if you've ever had a teeth falling out dream. I don't have these nightmares of the type, of the standard types. It was, yeah, it was just like, oh, my... I have things that could be constituted as nightmares, but they are not of standard varieties. I mean, I wouldn't even call it a nightmare. It's more surreal, because it was like, well... My teeth are falling out, but I'm not running out of teeth, so it's not like I have no teeth. But it's kind of like I have to keep spitting out the teeth that keep falling out, so that's a bit annoying. And then I wake up. Oh, I wasn't thinking, like, spitting them out. I was thinking on, like, a on like a consistent basis. Like, teeth are, like, raining from your mouth. Pretty much. It's a, it's a bit much. And then, and then I woke up, and I was like, oh, so that's the teeth falling out dream. Okay. Never had it before. <laughs> yeah, um, I have very different nightmares than... Other people, apparently. I mean, I don't really have nightmares, uh, because I had a nightmare when I was, like, six, and I decided I didn't like it, and I stopped dreaming. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. And when I say I stopped dreaming, I mean I stopped remembering my dream, because as we all know, during your, your uh, REM phase of sleep, you do dream. But nowadays, I only dream if I have poor sleep that's interrupted before I complete my natural awakening process, which is unfortunately more common than than i'd like because unfortunately i have a pager <laughs> i see i see but you know it's still like probably once a month that i'll remember a dream anyway hit the classics hit some weird ones uh come up with something absolutely wild for like one mind or two never explain it and then you gotta end it with them waking up obviously but like uh end it with a good like one-liner like don't like resolve it all like with the with an epilogue and a happily ever after. It's got to be like an abrupt, like I end it. Oh, end it when one of the people that they were talking to shakes them awake, and then and you know have that uh, it was all a dream cliche realization. But like, I mean, they know it was a dream. But like, you know, I don't know. Make it this is a little bit surreal even when they wake up. Like, wait a minute, weren't you part of the dream? Like. Something, something. You know, dream style. The, the person like sh- the person like shakes them awake and like makes sure they're okay, and then they lo- and then our main character looks away and then looks back and they're gone. It's like if it's not confusing. <laughs> and then you end it. Yeah, like if it's not confusing, it's not a dream story. <laughs> there we go. It's one of those things where you can actually kind of write sloppy and like leave holes and then just be like. It was a dream, like, obviously... That was intentional. It was a hit. Exactly. It was obviously on purpose, you know? 
That's my favorite. Whether or not it was on That's purpose. my favorite writing technique. Claim it afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. The JK Rowling school of uh, canon. I definitely did that on purpose. No, 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 not like JK Rowling, like Shakespeare, where people are like analyzing it and finding so much extra meaning. Whereas like Shakespeare was probably like, and I'm going to put a dick joke here and <laughs> call it a day. <laughs> hey, if you can't make a dick joke while making a, while making a actually cogent point about the human experience, then what are you doing right I now? I mean, can you make a cogent argument about the human experience without making a dick joke? I didn't say an argument. <laughs> I said a point. Okay. Well, the, I think that's part of the human experience. <laughs> it's an innate part of go. the human experience. You know, we have seen cave drawings of dicks, so maybe from the beginning. Yeah, it's a... I mean, that's the mark of a master, right? Like, making dick jokes and iambic pentameters. Um. <laughs> <laughs> New mark of a master, as decided by Eunice. All that's right. an old um, mark of a master. Okay. If you like this story, write it uh, and email us at listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. You know, write it in some kind of foreign language and get eight bonus entries into our draw that doesn't exist. Yeah, um, if you hate it, I mean, good for you. I'm happy for you. I hope that works out. Um, but if you like our podcast, we'd like it if you could rate us or review us on whichever podcast platform you're using, and or send it to somebody you know who would also enjoy it. Uh, if you'd like to be a guest on our show, email us at guests at unwrittenimaginings.com, and uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.